911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. In today's episode, I thought we would talk about the concept of how Clint and I discuss this a lot, how time is the the one asset, the one, the one thing in life that we know we can't get back. And if there's one thing we value more than anything else in this life, it is our time. But I also wanted to talk about how time is the most precious gift that you can actually give to somebody. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint brought home two patrol horses about two weekends ago now. (laughs) We have been going crazy, making sure that everything is perfect. We made sure that we had the corrals installed and everything looked as it should. And we had my dad run the water and the power and build this huge hay shed. And we had everything ready. And it was so taxing. We finally actually went out on a ride along and then Clint had a mounted deployment that same day. So instead of bringing the horses back to their old home, we ended up bringing them back to our home. And we were so excited. We brought the horses home. And that night sucked because it was one of the most sleepless nights ever. And it was because I was so afraid that despite having all of this preparedness for the horses, that there was some chance that they were going to get out of the corrals. So the very next day, we were so grateful because we had several people that donated some um, like horse rails for us. Yeah, like corral panels. Yeah. And so we went, we rented a trailer. We drove, I think, like at least six hours in total that day, picking everything up and Tons of manual labor and shimming everything into the trailer, making sure that we could get it all home. And it was because I wanted to have a double security just in case, because where Clint and I live, we're really in the middle of nowhere. And if something were to happen to one of these horses, not only would I be devastated, but we we have a lot of wildlife around here. There's um, seldom, I, I suppose, people see bears. There's mountain lions. We just had a bobcat that we've seen a couple of times. There's packs and packs of coyotes. So apart from that safety element, there's also a very big, busy road close by. And then if they were to get out and they were to go towards water, which is probably what they would do, there isn't water too far away from us. And those horses would be long gone. It would be nearly impossible for us to be able to find them unless we wanted to like hire a helicopter or something and try to search for them aerially. And so I just wanted to make sure that we had all of that in place. And the whole reason I'm saying that is because that wasn't enough. <laughs> because we had, in Southern California, our weather's been super weird this season. And Last week, we had this really crazy, like a windstorm, and it was freezing cold wind. We have mountains all around us, and you could feel the wind blowing the snow air towards us. And I felt awful for those horses. And the the baby one, she wouldn't want us to put a blanket on her. And so, I mean, the horses were okay, but it was just me that wasn't okay about the way that I felt about them. So we decided to install some panels on either side of the corrals to block the wind. And so we've been doing that, and it's just been this taxing, exhausting past mm-hmm. couple of weekends. And 
yesterday when we were outside, I was cleaning up the horse stables and our neighbor drives his cute little golf cart close by. (laughs) We have 10 neighbors in total and we are so fortunate for each and every one of them because it's, it's such a tight knit community that we do have. And he drives his little golf cart up and he gets out and he's just telling us, hi, neighbor. And we go over to the fence and we start talking to him. And I remember after every 10 minutes or so, he kept apologizing for keeping us from our work and for taking so much of our time. And deliberately, I would ask him questions about things that he was talking about. And I could just see such a spark light up in him every time that he he would hear me ask these questions directed towards him with genuine interest. And so we kept doing that for almost an hour and he he was just so grateful and I could tell that he just enjoyed having that type of communication with a neighbor, but he's retired and I would imagine lonely at times. He shared with us that his kids no longer live here and I could just tell that it really made his Sunday for us to be able to just share that time and space with him. And in that moment with me identifying that, I I wanted to give that to him because for us where we live, there's there's nothing more important in terms of our safety and especially now having these horses. What if something did happen? Um, than the community that we have within these 10 homes that are around us. And it reminds me of a few years back where we were faced with evacuation twice. We had these terrible and devastating fires that surrounded our home, literally. And although we were evacuated, not a single one of us left. We all stayed. And I think a big part of that was because one of our neighbors was in the midst of building his home, and he actually shared with us that he never took out contractor's insurance on the build, which meant that if the fires came, like he would have been screwed. All of that money, all of that time, everything would have been gone because it wasn't insured. And we all stood by him and ensured that we're, we're here to support you if there's anything that happens. Like, we will not let anything happen to your home. We all, like, made sure that we had our hoses and everything ready to go. And in in reflecting off of that, it, it, comes, uh, it comes up that there was actually another fire. It was a brush fire that had happened about a year and a half or so ago, and Clint and I grabbed every fire extinguisher in the house, all of our hoses, the shovels. We ran down there and it turns out that our neighbor was using like a ride on lawnmower. Mm -hmm. And I guess that a rock had sparked flames and this entire field went up in a matter of seconds. And he was beside himself like he he was frozen with fear, you could tell. And it got to the point to where when we showed up and he saw that we were there to help, he he left. Like, I think that he was just too shooken up and maybe overwhelmed by emotion that he left completely. And we didn't see him until you and I had left completely and everything was out. And so it just reminds me of how important it is for us to be able to share time with somebody. And most importantly, to be able to identify when somebody is there right in front of us and they need our time. You know, and as you're bringing up the fire stories, I think of one, especially kind of coinciding with the horses is one night we were just at home. It was dark out. It was cold. And Ashley gets a text message from one of our neighbors saying his calf got out. And so he was asking for my help to look for it. And it was something that I was like, of course, I'll go look for the cat. 
And that's exactly what I thought. I was thought Ashley was talking about a cat had got out. Yeah, like, like C-A-T, not C-A-L-F. He, he thought cat, like kitty cat. <laughs> and it was really funny because I just had made a joke to Ashley. I'm all, I'll go, but it's freezing out there and I want chocolate chip cookies when I get back. And so... I start driving down the street and I'm looking for, you know, the reflective eyes of a, of a cat. And all of a sudden I see a calf in the middle of our road. And I'm like, I guess that's what he's missing. And so I, I rounded him up. I called my neighbor and, and he came over to where I was and, and luckily he had a rope of some type and the calf started running away from it. So running away from me. So as I'm walking through this field in flip-flop shorts and just a jacket, like I said, I was prepared to find a cat, not a calf. <laughs> I had to wrestle the calf down to the ground so we could tie the rope around it and lead it back to the corral. And that's just something that we do as neighbors. And it's nice to have those extra eyes for each other to help. And as you're talking about our horses, if one of them were to get out, I know our neighbors would be more than happy to assist us in locating them. And and it's having that sense of community that is so important, no matter where you live. We're in, like Ashley said, a really tight-knit community, and we help each other. You know, it's it's not always fun reaching out for help because you feel almost obligated to help in the future, but it's not like that for us out here. And in talking about time and how important it is, it's it doesn't feel like a waste of time when you're helping other people or they're helping you. It's that sense of how can we reduce that length of time that we're all going to have to waste if we don't help one another. Yeah. And for those of you listening to this, Clint actually did receive his chocolate chip cookies as soon as he (laughs) walked back into the door. And it's super important as you go about your day. I just hope that you can identify where is it in your life that you can share your time? Where can you give that gift of yourself to somebody else and show up and to just be there and to build those relationships with people? Because ultimately, that's what means the most. Thank you so much for listening. We'll check back in with you next time.